The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I wonder if OJ was in on it. I'm just kidding. Uh, All right, let's bring Mafia in, a.k.a. Brian Sienna, to talk about people getting punched in the face. Uh, I want to start uh, and catch you off guard, maybe, uh, uh, with the pound for pounds. I-, I know you may have seen that today, right? The release of the pound for pounds. Uh, Habib one, John Jones two, Stipe three, Adesanya four, Usman five, then Volkanovski, uh, Ferrella Figueredo, uh, Demetrius Johnson, Dustin Poirier, and Francis Naganu, the top ten. Uh, you got a problem with any of that leaving Jan out or Gatchy, Holloway, McGregor, Whitaker, any of those guys? Uh, do you like the pound for pounds as they stand now? No, I'm okay with that for the most part. I, you know, the only thing that I might switch there is I might have jumped Figueroa over Volkanovski. I know that Volkanovski had his little defenses there, but he, he defended it, you know, he won it and then defended it. Figueroa defended it just as many times, actually more times now, twice, and he did it in 21 days. And, you know, what we found out allegedly from him and his manager is that he did it after being in the hospital like 3 a.m. the night before with a stomach infection. The guy didn't even know if he was going to fight. Somehow still fought and fought for five rounds and would have won the fight if not for that point deduction like we talked about yesterday. So, you know, I think that I would have jumped him over Volkanovski. But otherwise, I think that's good. You know, you got a bunch of guys in front of him that have been there before and been there for a while, defending the belt a bunch of times. I think those rankings are pretty good. So who do you think had a better shot of cabling in their trousers, uh, Lamar Jackson or uh, Figueredo? Uh, probably Lamar, because I'm sure he ate a lot more before the game. You know, the thing with Figueredo was that he apparently got it from soup. Because, you know, these guys cut all this weight, and then, you know, you're going to eat afterwards, but you don't want to just put a bunch of stuff into your stomach when you've pretty much been not eating for most of the week and have yourself, you know, have a bad reaction to it, you know, stomach-wise. So he was just having soup, and that apparently gave him some kind of infection where he went not once but twice. Went to the hospital. You know, they gave him some treatment. He went home, uh, went back to the hotel and slept for a couple hours. And then he woke up, and according to his manager's stomach, you know, had, like, expanded, you know, swollen up with all gas and stuff. So they had to go back to the hospital around 2.30 in the morning. And, like I said, weren't even sure if he was going to be able to fight. Somehow got him back there, got him in fighting shape, and he was able to go five rounds. That's impressive to, you know, go that hard of a fight for five rounds after you're just in the hospital till you know, 3 or 4 in the morning and still be able to do it. So when Mavi and I go on late-night runs with Louisville Sluggers to the airport at 3 in the morning, we always bring Grandma's uh, – 
cup of soup, you know, the heated soup cup carrier. And Mafia has really been a big fan of her CBD TCH uh, soup that she's been making us lately. Uh, and then we don't seem to get anything done when we're trying to rob trucks. Wait a Are we on the air? Check one, two. I'm just two. glad it was that that you're accusing me of and not that, you know, we brought up the OJ reference for the memorabilia. I thought you are going to accuse me like you always do with anything that's nefarious, but glad you went OJ instead. Uh, Spence eyeing a move to 154. He says he's got two or three more fights, which means two fights, which means Pacquiao and Crawford. Yeah, you know, he's saying that, you know, he's pretty much cleaned out the division. And he also, you know, made some kind of comment that he didn't think Crawford, you know, has fought the guys that are legit. Like, he's fought better guys than Crawford. You're full of it. That's just you trying to stall, you know, so you don't have to fight him right away. Because there's nobody better in that division besides you and Crawford, not Pacquiao, not anybody else. So there's no one else you fought that is up to that level. Get with it, and you two get together and let's, you know, get this going on because that's what we really want to see. I know both of them want to fight Pacquiao because they both want to make money, but that's just going to drag things out for us. We just want to see them fight. Let's go. Don't you think if Pacquiao, he wants two more fights, if he if he fights, let's say, uh Crawford or Spence, either one, he's going to lose to him. So why would uh, he fight the other one after he loses to one of them? Because if he loses to one of them, he's going to lose to both of them. First of all, we welcome in our radio affiliates, Sports Grid Radio Overnights for all events, Sports Rage, Bagels and Bad Beats. Check out Brian Blessing, 2 to 4 Eastern, 11 to 1 West. From Vegas is lunchtime line makers, all on Sports Grid Radio. And we start on Sirius XM January 7th, Channel 204, The Takeover. And don't forget, you can catch us on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California every day. So uh, what do you think? If Pacquiao fights either one of them, he's going to lose. Then why would he get a fight with the other one? Because he'd lose that too. All he'd be doing is uh, stuffing his pockets to lose to both of them. It would be stuffing his pockets. It would be stuffing their pockets. It would be making us wait more. Because if he's going to fight two tough fights and he fights both of them, well, then whoever fights him first still has to wait for him to fight the other guy before they get that match with that guy. So, you know, if we get that going, we might not see Spence T-Bud till you know, 2022. So what did uh, Clarissa Shields say about signing that PFL deal? Well, she said that, you know, she's friends with Danny. She's been to a bunch of events, but this is all new to her, a lot of stuff with MMA. So that's why she's taking her time. She's trained with Holly Holm and John Jones already and started with that camp. But you know, she's got a lot to learn. You know, she's honest, saying, listen, I was a boxer. There's a lot more to MMA than just boxing. So I have a lot to go. So I didn't want to jump right in the UFC and, you know, make this change and then put me against one of the best girls in the division when I'm not really ready and get, you know, clobbered and, you know, get to make look like a fool and like, oh, well, just a boxer trying to come to MMA. They can't win. She said, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to work my way up. And then eventually, you know, I'll fight the best because that's what I want to do. I'm not here to fight two fights and then go back to boxing. I want to be the best. And she also said that, you know, so, female boxing right now is a mess because uh, they have the a ton UFC. of, you know, women over in. Go ahead. They have a ton of women over in, uh, you know, the UK and stuff, but they don't put any women on these main cards in the U.S. That even the PBC has no women on their cards that if, you know, you see a woman as far down, she's like, UFC does it right. There's women on every card, even if they're not the title fights, the top fights, they're there. They're more in the women's sport. The boxing isn't. So what did Connor do? Uh, he saved a gym in Ireland. Yeah, apparently there was a gym that was going to have to close the doors with everything going on with COVID, and he came out big. You know, he gave him some cash and let them, you know, stay afloat. I mean, when he got that much money, he could probably pay for every gym in Ireland with how much money he's made. So did a nice, you know, philanthropic thing here and uh, kept the gym running so other people can training it off the streets. What is the UFC doing for their transportation and hotel protocols uh, because of the COVID? Everywhere you go, you have to get approval by them. You got to get approval to leave the hotel and get transportation. Otherwise, they won't let you back in. All right, when we come back, Bill Michaels from the Bill Michaels Show in Wisconsin talking about Giannis.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn-up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always good to have Bill Michaels on Coast to Coast. Again, uh, the biggest show in Wisconsin, syndicated across the state, the Bill Michaels Show. Uh, he returns to SportsGrid to talk to us about Giannis the Bucks and everything else in the Badger State, and uh, certainly uh, the Packers. Bill, good to see you. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy everything for everybody, uh, your family. I hope you're doing fantastic. You look great. Thank you, sir. Yeah, hopefully uh, 2020 gets behind us really quick. But what a Christmas present for a lot of Bucks fans to hear that Giannis signed today. So that uh, that news broke when we were on the air, and it has been, uh, I, I guess, a, a big, giant sigh of relief for Bucks fans because we were wondering what was taking so long, you know? Well, I think it's great for the, um, you know, the state and for uh, Milwaukee and for people from Wisconsin and your show statewide. It's everywhere. It's on every station in the, in the state and everyone loves uh, the Bucks and they love Giannis and to see him stay there is um, it's a great affront for the state. It is. It's great in so many different ways. It's great for the Bucks organization. Remember, they haven't won a championship since 1971. He gives them legitimacy from now for the next five, six years. But don't forget, they had an MVP in Christian Yelich uh, only a couple of miles down the road at Miller Park for the Milwaukee Brewers. They've got an MVP, a two-time, now maybe a three-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers, who's also a minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. So they've got MVPs from the three major sports right here in the state of Wisconsin. And what it does for downtown once COVID breaks and the and the bans are lifted, I mean, the five-serve forum is relatively new. They're building new hotels, new restaurants, new retail all around that space. They then want to put in additional restaurants, the bar owners, the restaurant owners, the art galleries, all the district wards and districts downtown. It, it just it boosts everybody. It's not just Giannis and basketball. It's this. It's the city itself. And don't forget those owners. They bought pieces of land all around that area. So they didn't just buy a franchise. They bought, in essence, a city. And to keep Giannis here is is huge. It's 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 nice that you don't have these guys getting out of Milwaukee, which was always kind of the bastard stepchild of Chicago. He's not going to Chicago. He's not going to L.A. He's not going to New York. He's not going to Houston. He's staying here in Milwaukee. And in essence, he also wants to bring other guys here. So we'll see what happens with that down the road. But now you know you've got a viable team for at least the next five or six years. 
Well, I, I listen, I'm not going to argue with any of that. And I think that it's just fantastic. And I think they have a great organization. I think that now that that's been, that hurdle's been jumped. I think that now it's time to get down to business and finally uh, win a championship because people are now making fun of them because they can't get it done when they have the best team in the NBA all season, every season, and then they're a flop in the playoffs. Maybe now, I don't think that affected him. I'll be honest with you, Bill. I don't think the reason they uh, didn't win the championship was because he was worried about his five-year Supermax deal. I just think they haven't had the right pieces. Now with Holiday, uh, I still think their five is tough. But I got to be honest with you, I think their bench is ass. I, their bench needs to come up big in big moments. Last year, you remember, they had guys that were role players. They had Robin Lopez. They had DiFincenzo. They had Pat Connaughton. They had George Hill. They had guys that could come in and hit shots at times, but they couldn't do it consistently. And then when they got to the bubble, it seemed like everybody's shot just all of a sudden went away. And it seemed like just things never flowed down there. And I know that Giannis said the other night after the preseason game, he said, hey, we talked about adjustments. We talked about things uh, that we're going to do defensively this year because kind of Budenholz, Coach Budenholz just kind of runs the same thing. It's like chuck it up from beyond the three, go ahead and run our offense. Maybe we'll get a few fast break buckets. But we know when you get to the postseason, it's a half-court game and things change. And the fact that they didn't adapt the last two years, that speaks more to the coaching than it does to the players in the execution. Granted, if you've got a wide-open three and you don't hit it, that's on you. That's not on the coaching. But if you don't get enough of those looks or you don't have a way to defend and you don't have a strategy to continuously defend, that's how you get bounced, and that's what's happened. And I know that you know Miami even said that, you know, they kind of heard a few things, a uh, poolside down there in, in the bubble that kind of gave them an idea about how to defend Giannis and how to defend this team. We saw Nick Nurse do it, too. Hey, you know, build a wall, make Giannis do the Euro step and plow over people. And if he gets into foul trouble, then there's nobody else that's going to beat you. And that's where Drew Holiday comes in. you got a legitimate lockdown defender. you got another guy you can go to beyond the arc. It would have been great to get Bogdanovich here. But if you don't, if you get Bogdanovich, you don't have enough money to really build a bench. So. Maybe it kind of worked out in a weird way, but 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 now we'll see. But it, to me, the X's and O's this year are more uh, on display than it is just the personnel. I got to tell you, I, I think Bogdanovich would have made him a championship team. I, I'm not a buyer yet do. in DiVincenzo. And I got to ask you, do you think it's going to mess with his head at all uh, that they were going to deal him and then the deal fell through and they got him back? He reminds me of Jock Peterson. They were going to deal him the Dodgers. Then he was back and played with them. And then now, you know, in the offseason, there's talk of where's he going to go again? Do you feel, I feel like that's DiVincenzo. Do you think it's going to mess with his head that they were willing to just get rid of him? I think it would. I think it would mess with anybody. Said you're a human being. Now he says outwardly, no. He has to get better no matter what team he happens to be playing for. But he really likes it here. He likes the fans here. The fans like him. So there is that kind of a, a quasi love affair. But look, the bottom line is he came in here as a shooter. That's what he's got to be. And and much like Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe was terrific in the regular season, but you get to the postseason, all of a sudden the shot went away. That's where you make your bones. If you can't hit threes and that's what you do, and you can't hit them in the postseason when the biggest moments and the spotlights are on, it doesn't matter. So I, I think for DiVincenzo or anybody on this team, the big moments, it's not about the best record in the NBA anymore. We've, we've been there, done that. I mean, it's wash, rinse, repeat. 
It's about the championship, getting to that NBA Finals and proving yourself, and that's what this team has yet to do, and they've got to knock down that door. This reminds me a lot when they got beat up by the Celtics a couple of years in a row, and then finally they got over that hump. They have to get over that hump of that Eastern Conference Finals. That's what this year is all about. Yeah, I like uh, Drew, and if they had one more piece, like as skilled as, as you know, Giannis, not not like him, but just like a skill guy and a, and a skill guy like Drew, if they had a third piece – I'm not – Middleton, to me, is hot and cold. I, I'm sorry. DiVincenzo, right. not there. If they had another – and I think they'll get that now that he's signed a five-year deal. And I think in that window, years three, four, and five, I'm going to give him a championship in the latter three years of that deal, uh, but not in the first two. I still think they're not that great. I, I just don't think they're built with that five and that bench to win championships yet. But I think they'll do it now who's that they've the, taken the care of business. Go ahead. Here's a question. Who are you giving the ball to with two seconds on the clock and you're down by two behind the arc? That's Obviously, the question, and that's where they haven't answered it. it. It would be Middleton or Holiday. Holiday, I think, has a better pressure shot. His numbers go up in the postseason. But Middleton hasn't been that guy. Bledsoe wasn't that guy. Even Chenzo wasn't that guy. Grant Hill, right. George Hill wasn't that guy. So that's what they're looking for, and that's still that piece that they were missing. Bogdanovich would have been that guy. That's the guy. You're right. Like, that's the guy I wanted. If I'm a, uh, you know, a Brewtown fan, that's the guy they needed to jack those game winners because he's such a badass. Whoever screwed that deal up should get no bratwurst and beer for a year. All right, so let me ask you, <laughs> Packers, I said today, Packers, NFC Championship again. I don't think that's a revelation. I just think they're kick-ass. I think this is the most fluid offense we've seen and the smoothest Aaron Rodgers has been since 2011. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, do they have enough defense to sustain? And at times, they don't. Uh, this defense can all of a sudden just lose itself and start giving up long drives, 10 plays, 9 plays, 13 play drives, and they just find themselves with their backs against the wall. They haven't been able to stop a run consistently, but it was when Zedaria Smith, Preston Smith, and Kenny Clark, their, their center, all went to their defensive coordinator, Mike Pettin, and said, hey, dude, cut us loose. Let us do what we did last year. And we've seen the sack totals go up to nine over the last couple of weeks. So maybe they're going to start finding themselves. I think they have a really good secondary. It's going to be that middle portion, that extra guy up front on the defensive line. Rashawn Gary starting to come on. Kamal Martin, the guy they picked up in the draft this year at middle linebacker, he's starting to come on. But the defense and special teams could be the Achilles heel before it's all said and done. But this offense right now, man, it, it's just – it's, a, it's like a piece of artwork right now to watch this thing flow. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, is on his way to his third MVP. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Bill, always great to hook up. Big game Wisconsinite in uh, basketball. I think they're playing Loyola. It was great seeing the Hoosiers beat the Badgers. Screw the Badgers. I love you, brother. Merry Christmas. You're the man. See ya. No, you're the man. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking? and want to know how to make it your career. Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. 
I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Well, I know Carver High has a love affair with the city of Milwaukee, gets along really well with all the uh, media in the marketplace, and the fans just adore Carver High. Yeah. After years of abusing the Bucks on the radio nationally, uh, there's no one they hate more than Carver High. How do you feel about Giannis's Supermax deal? Um, look, I obviously wanted him to leave uh, just for the purpose of there's a lot of people in that town that don't deserve a player like him. Uh, but uh, but you, when you look at it big picture, you know, for a guy to stay in a town like Milwaukee, all right, sure. Now, Scotty, the fun part, I could just root against him to lose now every year, uh, just like I've done the last two when they didn't get it done uh, with the best record in the East. So I'll just keep rooting for that because the, the goal is the same at the end of the day, Scotty. I wanted Giannis to leave. But what I really don't want is I don't want them to ever win an NBA title again. So whether he's there or not, uh, I could still root for it either way. But listen, uh, that's a, he did, he's been the best player in the league for two years. You want to say LeBron, you want to say him, whatever. He's won the last two MVPs, uh, the biggest contract in NBA history. Um, does he deserve it all? And is it a nice job by him, Scotty, to stay in Milwaukee? Look, I think that, uh, that personally, uh, there's no denying he's a brilliant player. But I think LeBron James does more for his team from the jump, from the season's uh, first night to the last. I know it's not a postseason award. It's a regular season award. But for me, what LeBron did at his age with that Laker team, how he has single-handedly brought them together with uh, Davis and with all those other pieces, which I've told you before, I think a lot of them are hacks. I, I don't like – I'm not a fan of Danny Greens anymore. I'm not a fan of uh, of that, you know, even – like I didn't like the mix at all. I didn't like Kuzma playing with that mix. I don't like Caruso. I think he's average. I know they're like, oh, he's the biggest hustle guy on that team. But he's ass. Uh, I, I, You know, I think, you know, uh, the big guys, I thought Howard and McGee, I thought – they were, you know, I thought Dwight Howard was better. But my point is, is that LeBron, with that team, brought them together and every night led them in dimes and rebounds and and buckets and, and had the ball. Everything went through him. And then to Davis's mitt. You know, it was from LeBron to Davis, that offense. And everything evolves because of LeBron. And I get it uh, that, that Giannis is this great player. But I just thought LeBron did way more. And then, you know, I guess I'm right. I don't even want to be right, but I am right because what it led to was the postseason and the bubble and the championship. And what did it lead to for Giannis? Giannis was the best player in the league in in ESPN's opinion. And then they lose again. But LeBron won every night, and then they went and won it all. So he was the best player. He deserved the MVP. No, no doubt about it. But we know one thing about the NBA, Scotty. You're judged on 
championships. Whether it's right or wrong, at That's the end it. of your career, you're judged by how many rings you have. And Giannis, he may be doing a great thing. He's getting all his money. He's going to stay in Milwaukee. But will he have rings at the end of the day when we want to talk about, you know, the greatest of the last 30 years or the greatest of this era, the greatest of that era? He, all these other guys got together and won their rings. You know, like super teams, that's been the thing. He's not doing that. He's going to try to bring people to Milwaukee. We'll see if he can get it done. But if you don't get any rings, he ain't going to be talked about like the rest of these guys, guys are, that's for sure. Another guy who doesn't get any rings, James Harden. Uh, he intends to be professional, Scotty. Amid his trade request, uh, he is going to play tonight against the Spurs. Here, Scotty, Houston Rockets' new head coach, Steven Silas. He has talked to James Harden personally, and it seemed like it went pretty well. Here is Silas. We had a good conversation, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, you can ask him about thanks. his commitment and all that sort of thing. But okay, thanks. You don't we need had to a good conversation. Talking. He was locked in. He was asking good okay. questions. He's bringing up good points. We uh-huh. had a... Uh, good discussion. So that's it. Uh, what that means in Portuguese is he doesn't respect you at all. Let me just say this. I was stunned at the development at the Pharrell Palatial last night. Uh, 34C, legendary status. She said to me, 34C is my wife. She says to me, uh, my favorite player is James Harden. And I said, what? Ooh. And she said, I like his style off the court, his clothes. Uh, his beard and his game, and she said, "Enough said." And I was like, <laughs> "James Harden's your favorite player?" I was like, "The guy that never wins, the guy that is a crybaby, can't get it. Wait, trade me, get me out of here." Uh, the guy that has it all—he's run five guys out of Houston. Uh, but uh, let's face it, he's run everyone out of Houston. Now he wants out of Houston. That's her favorite player. It made me sick to my stomach. Well, uh, at least she didn't say that her favorite player is Kyrie Irving, Scotty. Uh, Kyrie Irving, oh, uh, we mentioned it yesterday. He did talk to the media, finally. Uh, and here he is. And uh, talking about the pawn comments. He doesn't want to talk to pawns. Here's what Kyrie meant about all of that, Scotty. Like I said, the focus is on what's going on in the task here, you know, my job. And I wanted to make sure that that was clear. There are no distractions. Nothing about dispelling anything, nothing about going back and forth, knowing about calling out one person or another, not even to refer to you guys as pawns, you know what I mean, or media. It's just really how I felt about the mistreatment of certain artists when we get to a certain platform of <laughs> decisions within our lives to have full control and ownership. He's an artist. Yeah. An artist. Can you get me a tea, please? <laughs> a Bigelow hot tea with a little spruce of lemon. I'm an artist. Oh, my God. I am going to hurl listening to this guy. I mean, just play basketball, dude. You're such a great basketball player. That's what you are. You are a basketball player, Picasso. Oh, my God. I've he is uh, He is so painful. What a piece uh, of he work. really is. It might be better off if he just doesn't talk to anybody all year. Just go out and play basketball, win some games with the Nets, and be done with it. Uh, LeBron, you mentioned him before. Named the NBA's best player in a scout survey. That was done by ESPN. Luka Doncic was picked to win the MVP in that same survey. The scouts say LeBron, best player. You said it before, and they say Luka, Scotty, will win the MVP this year. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I love uh, Luka's game. He's uh, my favorite player to watch, basically, but 
I mean, the caboose on this guy. I did a show last <laughs> night. I don't know who's fatter, uh, his fat ass or Zion's fat ass or uh, the third guy is uh, Spider Mitchell. They gave him a Supermax extension, and he went out and ate all of Utah. His ass is the size of tractor trailers now. I mean, and at least Luca can admit he's a fat ass. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of out of shape. But he has like a double-double every night with his eyes closed. He could have a double-double drunk. But I think he looks terrible physically. He definitely looks fat to me. He needs to run and burn and get rid of that big fat ass of his. He does not look like he's in shape at all. All three of them do. Now, I know Zion's incredible. Here's the deal. He's 20 years old. Uh, so he's still fast and explosive and powerful. No one can stop him. I get it. But if he's going to keep getting fatter and fatter... He's going to be 350 pounds in five years, and then he'll be finished. Well, you know, they didn't get the full off season, Scotty. I mean, some of these guys didn't get their normal programs in. You know, some of them bulk up and then lean down before the season starts. I guess that the crew uh, that None you just mentioned, the fat, the fat boys, they'll have to wait well, go look uh, at a few weeks. Go look at him. I mean, go look at him. I, I play ball every day. Go look at him. I, I mean, Zion, honestly. Zion looks pretty good. Zion looks like he's actually in better shape than last year. No, he is. How about Zion? That guy, okay. last year, last year he was so fat they couldn't play him because he's so out of shape. After his knee surgery, they shut him down because he can't run. He's gassed. What do you think he's going to be like when he's 350? I mean, honestly. He's going to be tractor-trailer. You just said it. You had the perfect comparison. He's going to look like tractor-trailer eventually. Uh, Talon Horton Tucker, lighting it up uh, for the Lakers. Your boy, Scotty, going to take over the team from LeBron. Horton Tucker getting it done. How about him? Yeah. That guy, where'd they find him down at Venice Beach? I mean, this guy <laughs> is jacking from everywhere and making buckets. Uh, well, he's making a name for himself in the preseason. Congratulations. The Bulls are waving Noah Vonley. Apparently, he tested positive for COVID and they said, uh, send you home. Sucks. Uh, Man, see sucks. you later, Noah. Uh, LaMelo Ball. We mentioned the other night he had no points, a bunch of nice assists. About last night, Scotty, 12 points for the Hornets. So now Ball not only dishing, but he's filling it up a little bit too. How about that? Well, I, you know, he better be careful with the, looking at the other team's bench when he hits a shot because he's not going to be real popular for very long if he uh, starts trying to show people up. I think he needs to be a rookie. Ball, make great passes and, and score and try to win and not the whole grill with the mouth with the, the you know $300,000 teeth and the looking at the other team's bench when he hits a corner jumper. Who cares if you hit a jumper, bro? You're a professional basketball player. He needs to start acting like one. Watch last night's game when he was trying to show people up. Every guy on that team had a look in their face like, bro, I will beat your ass. Patrick Ewing says that stars will eventually want to play with the Knicks. Uh, now that Tom Thibodeau is the head coach, we'll believe that when we see it. LeBron and yeah. AD are going to play tomorrow night for the Lakers in a Thank preseason God. game. And speaking of preseason games, guys, we have three more tonight. In fact, you informed me that TNT has like a preseason doubleheader tonight. Double uh, Celtics 76ers early and then Warriors Kings late. And you've got the James Harden game there in the middle uh, Rockets minus four against the Spurs. Big slate tonight, Scotty. And then live look-ins with uh, in H-Town with the Rockets and Harden. Uh, but I like that. I want to watch Steph Curry play, and I want to see Embiid with his new chef 
because he's spending a million on eating right. He needs to send that chef down to uh, all three of those fat asses' houses so they can learn how to eat right and be a real NBAer. They're going to get into shape. They didn't have the normal program. They just got to tone down a little bit before opening night. It's Listen, all good. I just wanted to say I'm 6'3 and a half, 6'4, uh, 215, and I'm a fat ass with a big ass. Come on. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, give me the uh, Celtics, Rockets, and uh, Warriors tonight, Carver High. Uh, Are we ready for some uh, college football talk now all of a sudden? We are ready for college football talk. We have conference championship games coming up this weekend. Now, normally they have the floor to themselves, but there is a whole bunch of other games besides the championship games. But we want to focus on the heavy, Scotty. We want to focus on the games that matter. Uh, Let's start with Friday night, Pac-12 title game, Oregon and USC. Minus three and a half right now for the Trojans. Now, they're putting out that new playoff poll tonight, Scotty, the college football playoff poll. I'm interested to see where the Trojans are tonight because I've seen those playoff projections, those percentage things that say the Trojans actually have a 50% chance to make the playoff. I don't see it, but uh, computers say that they do. Yeah, well, I don't listen to computers, and uh, I like USC here. I I think uh, Washington should have been in the game, not Oregon. Uh, USC should be able to uh, finish off the Ducks. They're just not that good, and USC is undefeated. I'm going to lay it there. I'm going to go onions with Ohio State and roll the dice on the 20 and a hook. I just think they're going to be jacked up. They haven't played. People have been disrespecting them. People have been calling them names, including me, uh, that they don't deserve to be in the title game or in the playoff. They know if they win in this game, they're going to the playoff. So I think they're going to wipe out Northwestern. I like Oklahoma to win outright and lay the points. I got it originally at six. I'm willing to do that now at four and a half. I like it even more. And I'm going to say Coastal Carolina. Now, both of these teams are great. Louisiana is really tough as well with only one loss, and they played a slew of games. I think they're 8-1. and one, I could be wrong. But uh, I'm going to go Coastal Carolina and lay the three and a hook, and they finish off the perfect season. And we also have a few more later in the day. Of course, the big one, ACC title game, Clemson and Notre Dame. And you know what? Ten and a half still, Scotty. No respect to the Irish getting ten and a half in Charlotte on Saturday for the ACC title game. I'm all over Notre Dame in this game at 10 and a half. Uh, I like the Irish. I do not think they're afraid of uh, A, Clemson, B, Trevor Lawrence. I know that uh, ESPN's shoving that. Now you get to play the real Clemson. Look, they did play the real Clemson, Sands, Lawrence. Now Lawrence is in. Is he 10 and a half points better than Notre Dame? Because the rest of the team couldn't do anything with the Irish the first time they played him. And their five-star quarterback had a great game uh, for Clemson. And they should have won the game, but they didn't. So you're going to tell me that 
this stud backup that is such a badass who's going to be the next great quarterback at Clemson who had a fantastic game. Suddenly, the other guy's 10.5 points better. I'm not buying it. And then uh, I like San Jose State getting 6.5 to upset Boise. San Jose State's unbeaten. I'm going with them outright there. Alabama's going to kick Florida's ass. Their season ended on Saturday. And I'm on Cincinnati, uh, not because I want to be, but I'm going to lay the 13 and a hook. I think they'll kick Tulsa's ass. Yeah, it kind of seems like San Jose State, uh, they got a little bit of the horseshoe luck uh, this year, Scotty. Nothing to take away. They're undefeated. But a couple of their games have been kind of fluky. They've been awful in that conference forever. Seems like a bit of a special season for San Jose State, and maybe they'll finish it off against Boise coming up here on Saturday. Let's get to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, of course. Uh, their game with Iowa, Scotty, canceled as well. They were supposed to play Iowa Saturday night. That game is now off the boards. Uh, right. Here's Harbaugh. He expects Scotty to be the Michigan coach for years and years to come. Here's Jim. My plan is uh, committed to Michigan. I am, uh, have been, am, and you know, will remain as far as uh, the uh, – we'll, we'll sit down. Uh, Ward and I will talk at the end of the season. Listen, you know, I, I, one of the things is I don't think any NFL team wants him. I think there's this uh, overflow of nonsense that goes around about him that, it, you know, every NFL job that's open that uh, they should talk to Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's stock has dropped to an all-time low as a head coach in Ann Arbor. That's all there is to it. I don't believe for one minute there's an NFL team that wants him. Uh, there's so many great assistants and young coaches now on the up in the NFL and even in college that are better than Jim Harbaugh these days. I think he's right where he needs to be. I think he needs to figure it out in Ann Arbor, fix the Wolverines, and get back to Michigan football when they uh, dominated and had had great football teams, great recruiting and everything. I mean, honest to God, the last time they were good is – uh, Lloyd Carr. I mean, uh, they've had, they've mowed through all these coaches since, and Lloyd Carr was better than Jim Harbaugh. Let's go now to one of our favorites, Scotty, and that is Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach. It's just been a very tough year for everybody, not just in college football, but life, all sports, whatever. And Mike Leach, Scotty, he just doesn't like anything that has gone on with college football this year and the COVID and everything. Here is the swashbuckler. I think the thing that's a drag and that's a drain is um, the stop and start. Okay. These guys are playing. These guys aren't. You're going to play. You're going to play. Oops. No, now you're not going to play. Okay. We're not playing them this year. Oh, well, no, we're going to play them in two weeks instead. Okay. The season ends now. No, it doesn't. It ends now. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, uh, okay, recruiting, what can you do? Well, you can do this, you can't do that. Well, you can do this instead. Well, you can do that, but not this. Okay, and then, okay, are we going to go ahead and have signing day when it is? Yes, we are. Uh, well, maybe we're not. Yeah, we probably are. Yes, we are. Okay, uh, okay are we practicing today? Oh, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> okay, so uh, this many guys were positive. Oh, okay, who are the contact tracers? we got to tra track that down. Okay, well, how many O-linemen do we have? Okay, well, who's going to play guard? Okay, now, um, <clears throat> uh, do we have enough corners? Well, I don't know. Well, this guy, 
he played a little corner in high school. And then, um, okay, what time does this start? Well, I don't know. They're going to change that. Okay, uh, now there's a procedure for this. We're going to test this many times a week. No, it's going to be that many. Okay, and so contact tracers are out this long. Okay, no, they're out that long. Okay, what, what constitutes a contact tracer? And then in the back of that, you're wondering, okay, well, the NFL does it one way. We do it another. Okay. And then, um, uh, you know, it's just the stop and start and just the incessant uh, change, adjustment. Uh, that is the greatest video we've ever played on this show, and we need to keep it uh, in our treasure trove forever. That is, we need to play that at least once a quarter just so we can stay pleasant as human beings. That was fantastic of him just describing 2020 as a college football uh, coach in this COVID era. It's just uh, perfect. I, I love it. Brilliant. I love the swashbuckler. That's why he's my favorite coach in, uh, in sports. Uh, he may not win championships, but he's a, a real gem. Now that goes on. That's the short version, Scotty. There's probably like two or three more minutes that gets added on to the end of that. And at right. the end, he kind of looks at everybody and just goes, the whole season's been, a, you know, been bad. It's been a failure. You know, it's, he just, he can tell he's so exasperated by everything that has gone on this year. Uh, across the state, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. It seems like, Scotty, every time a job gets open, uh, Lane's name has to come to the forefront. He's only been in Oxford for less than a year, but the Auburn job is now open. And who's the first name that everybody wants to say is going there? Why, of course, it's Lane Kiffin. But Lane says, Scotty, like always, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. In fact, he decided to mimic his old friend and his mentor, Nick Saban, when he always gets asked if he's leaving Alabama. Here is Lane doing his best Nick Saban impersonation. Lane kind of got to ask about some of the rumors that will circulate about Auburn wanting to reach out to you for that vacancy. Have they reached out, and do you pay attention when your name comes up as a sitting Power 5 head coach for other jobs like that? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, that's just product of when your players play well, you're going to be in rumors like that. So there's been no conversations, anything like that. Um, I wanted to say, um, you know, what I learned from my mentor, um, you know, that – if you guys are going to keep asking this, I'm going to have to tell you, I will not be the head coach at Alabama, okay? So stop asking me. I wasn't supposed to say that, but I just had. That was when he was with the Dolphins. Uh, yes. and he wasn't going to be the coach of Alabama. There you go. That's good stuff. I don't think he's leaving Ole Miss. He's got a great gig, no. a lot of money, and Oxford's awesome. And, uh, I mean, it's on par with me. Like, in terms of atmosphere, school, and setup, and conference, it's the same as Auburn. Look, at some point, don't you just got to stay at one place for a long time? Like, I mean, guy's honestly. Been, guy's been everywhere. I mean, Tennessee, USC, FAU, assistant right. in Alabama. Like, could we just stay at one place for four settle or five down. years? Like, yeah, just please, down. Lane, settle down is right. Uh, Indiana, Purdue. I'm sorry, Scotty. Canceled again Friday night due to COVID issues. So we'll wait to see who the Hoosiers play in a bowl game in a couple weeks. You mentioned Fiesta Iowa. Bowl. Yes, that, they could be in one of those New Year's Six Bowls. Absolutely. Uh, Iowa, Michigan off. We mentioned that. Georgia and Vanderbilt also out. COVID issues. College rack, Scotty, to finish it off. Uh, did you see the end? Marquette and Creighton last night. 89-84 win for Marquette over Creighton. Nice job by them beating the Blue Jays. 
Yeah, I had Marquette in the seven and a half in that game last night. Uh, Woj has got a good team, and uh, it is what it is. A lot of games tonight, Carver High. I got to grab the the sheet here. Yeah, you're going to need the sheet. <laughs> well, I'll give you the couple that I've got, and if you want, you can run through your entire sheet. I put four, I guess, somewhat bigger games on here. Clemson and Virginia Tech I've got on the board for you, minus two and a half for the right. Hokies. I've got the Gophers getting eight and a half at Illinois. They're coming off that loss to Missouri, of course. FSU, minus eight and a half against Georgia Tech. And I threw a little Big 12 action there for you, too. Iowa State, minus seven and a half against Kansas State, who lost to that, like, uh, Division Four school last week, right? Uh, Hayes, Hayes, uh, Hayes, Fort Hayes State. Fort Hayes State, State. And, then they, and then they played <laughs> Milwaukee a game later and won by one, 76-75. I'm going to go, uh, look, K-State doesn't matter. They're a mess. Weber's a mess. Uh, Virginia Tech here I like at home in Blacksburg. Uh, I'm going to go with Illinois to win, but Minnesota to cover the number of eight and a half. I like Florida State in Tallahassee to wreck Georgia Tech. And I'm going to go Iowa State and lay it all against Kansas State. I think the Cyclones will get it done in Ames. And there's tons of other games uh, that I'm into. Stanford to win. Northridge getting the 16. I like Wofford tonight laying five and a half. Tennessee to win. Uh, App State to cover the 18 and a half. Auburn laying 13 and a half. I like Wichita State getting three tonight to win outright. I like uh, Louisiana dropping the points. Davidson dropping the points. FAU laying. VCU to win. West Carolina plus the 15. Utah minus the 18. AM minus 21 and a half. I like Louisiana Tech minus 14 and a half. Wisconsin minus eight against Loyola of Chicago. I like Austin P. At minus 13, UCLA dropping 23. I'm going to go Bama win. Furman covers the five. And St. Mary's laying eight and a half. My top play on Farrellandabench.com tonight in college rack. And finally, Scotty, a monster, monster month of November for New Jersey when it comes to sports betting. They set the record again, almost $1 billion wagered in November, it seems every month, Scotty, just New Jersey, bigger, 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 uh, going through the roof. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, sports betting has become bigger than, uh, I think, uh, all the water on the planet and uh, <laughs> oxygen as well. And we all know that the oxygen isn't very good these days. So I'd rather bet on sports than breathe or drink water. <laughs> now we just need a couple other states to wake up and get it to. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com All right, Carver High, uh, big HBO documentary about CeCe's struggles with alcoholism. Uh, I think it'd uh, be a good one for everyone to learn something about uh, the struggles of uh, baseball players that hit the bottle. I can't wait to watch that on CeCe. I never knew how bad it really got. Yes, uh, should be very interesting. Remember how he was not with the team at the end of the season? I think it was either in 17 or 18 um yeah i'm interested to see the inside on that and cc now he, he's such an outgoing guy big personality uh i think that they'll do a nice job with that 
Steelers player accused of having a hidden girlfriend in a savage TikTok. I don't even know what that means, although I am in favor of it. Uh, Steeler having multiple girlfriends on the side. Two bikini-clad women caught breaking COVID rules by twerking in a public fountain in Spain at 4.30 in the morning. That is just fantastic. I saw these two chicks just working it, and it was just terrific. It made my day. Now, this next story uh, tops them all. This one's for Ty Stick back at LTN. 24-year-old woman uh, has been attracted to objects. She's got an infatuation with objects that she falls in love with, and apparently she's met her match. She's decided to marry a briefcase uh, this this runs in concert. This this runs in concert with the guy that married the sex doll. Uh, he he married a blow up doll. Uh, we need to hook those two up. The chick that married a briefcase. <laughs> she married a briefcase. I got a, I got a briefcase for you. I mean, where do you go? What do, what do you say? I mean, hey, Mafia, bring out my blow-up dolls. Bring out my Palm Spring blow-up dolls. Let's hook up with the chick that likes to have sex with briefcases. There's a lot of uh, strange and bizarre things that go on. <laughs> There's a lot of strange and bizarre things that go on in the world. Game that's time for sure. decisions is next. My mom, you know, you give me a briefcase for Christmas. <laughs> Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.